Good morning to you all. The scripture reading, the gospel reading this morning, is from the Gospel of St. Matthew, chapter 5, verses 1 through 12. When Jesus saw the crowds, he went up the mountain, and after he sat down, his disciples came to him. Then he began to speak and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven, for in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. This is the word of God for the people of God. Will you pray with me? O God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Pope Francis, who I happen to think is the best pope ever, said a couple of years ago, you cannot be a Christian without living like a Christian. You cannot be a Christian without practicing the Beatitudes. You also cannot be a Christian without doing what Jesus teaches us in Matthew 25, Christ's injunction to help those in need by such works as feeding the hungry, clothing the naked, welcoming the stranger. Pope Francis goes on to say, it's hypocrisy to call yourself a Christian and chase away a refugee or someone seeking help, someone who is hungry or thirsty, toss someone out who is in need of my help. If I say I am a Christian but do these things, I am a hypocrite. So do you really hunger and thirst for righteousness? Sometimes, most times, I'm not sure. That's where the Beatitudes hit me this week. Matthew has reminded me, when I most needed it, of my own inaction or complacency about God's realm. Matthew speaks to me this week and speaks to me in ways that stop me short. Thank God God's word does that sometimes. That's one reason why I marched on January 18th with thousands of other women and men and children. Elie Wiesel said, There may be times when we are powerless to prevent injustice, 
But there is never a time when we fail to protest. Two women are here with me today who have been my models and my mentors for over 40 years. They grew me up through consciousness raising, their committed life's work for peace and equality, women's rights, LGBTQ rights, indeed, their life's work, their ministries. In San Francisco, the Bay Area, California, the whole nation, internationally. Blessed be you, the Reverend Glenda Hope. From founding the Tenderloin Network Ministry to being a pastor of this church to many other efforts on behalf of the poor and the women of this community. And blessed be you, the Honorable Lynn C. Woolsey, Congresswoman of the United States, for giving me a moral core, the spiritual depth, both of you, that I might stand here today and proclaim God's word. Bless you both. Here's what my sisters taught me and modeled for me to consider as an answer to what Jesus would have me do. Do I hunger and thirst for righteousness, or do I look the other way? Do I hunger and thirst for righteousness, or do I assume that somebody else will? Do I hunger and thirst for righteousness, or do I explain away my perceived indifference because I don't want people to think I take sides, because I choose to play it safe? Do I hunger and thirst for righteousness or keep silent so as not to offend, not to disappoint, in fear of not meeting your expectations? I think it can be easy to view the Sermon on the Mount as an exhortation of love. And we should look at it that way. It can be easy to view the Beatitudes, the blessed bees, as Jesus' command for us to try real hard to be meeker, poorer, and mournier, in order that we might be blessed in the eyes of God. The Beatitudes are always the Gospel reading on All Saints' Day in November, as well as today. All Saints' Day being that one day of the year we set aside to honor the saints and remember our beloved departed. I mean, people who are called saints to me seem so unattainably good, and the fact of, is that a lot of us feel unworthy in comparison. Plus, it became, became easy to look at a saint like Mother Teresa and think, oh, well, she's a saint because she was meek, and if I want to be blessed, I, I need to be meek like her. Now, don't get me wrong. We could use a few more people like Mother Teresa, but I just don't think it's her virtue of meekness is what made her considered to be blessed by Jesus. Because what if the Beatitudes aren't a list of conditions we should try and meet to be blessed? What if these are not virtues we should aspire to, but what if Jesus is saying is blessed are the meek is not instructive, it's performative meaning the pronouncement of the blessing is actually what confers the blessing itself. 
Maybe the Sermon on the Mount is all about Jesus' seemingly lavish blessing of the world around him, especially when society doesn't seem to have much time for people in pain, people who work for peace instead of profit, people who exercise mercy instead of vengeance. So maybe Jesus is actually just blessing people, especially the people who never seem to receive the blessings otherwise. I mean, doesn't that sound like something Jesus would do? Extravagantly throwing around blessings like they grow on trees? Blessed are the hunger, those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled, scripture tells us. Blessed are the wrongly accused the ones who never catch a break, the ones for whom life is hard. For they are those with whom Jesus chose to surround himself. Blessed are those without documentation. Blessed are those without lobbyists. Blessed are foster kids and trophy kids and special ed kids and every other kid who just wants to belong and be loved. Blessed are those and who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Blessed are no, are those who know that there has to be more than this because they are right. Blessed are the merciful, for they will receive mercy. Blessed are those who make terrible business decisions for the sake of people. Blessed are the burned-out social workers and the overworked teachers and the pro bono case takers. Blessed are the children who step between the victim and the bully. Blessed are those who delete hateful Facebook messages and comments. Blessed are those who have received such real grace. They are no longer in the position of ever deciding who the deserving poor are. Blessed is everyone who has ever forgiven me when I didn't deserve it, and blessed are the merciful, for they totally get it. See, I like to imagine Jesus blessing us because I believe that this is our God. Maybe for the first time, he blessed all the things we try and hide or make up for, or the things we insult in ourselves and others, because wasn't it the Beatitudes themselves. It was his life. It was Jesus, after all, who had the powers of the universe at his disposal, but chose not to consider his equality with God as something to be exploited, but instead came to us in the most vulnerable of ways, as a powerless flesh and blood newborn baby. As though to say, You may hate your body, but I am blessing all human flesh. You may admire strength and might, but I am blessing all human weakness. You may seek power, but I am blessing all human vulnerability. This Jesus we follow cried at the tomb of his friend and turned the other cheek and forgave those who hung him on a cross. He was God's beatitude. God's blessing to the weak in a world that only admires the strong. So if you are here today mourning, feeling forsaken, no longer useful, if you, like me, are aware that 
It is not your strength and virtue that qualified you to be called a saint, but your need for a God who makes beautiful things out of dust. This is where you belong. It is as much for you who believe we have no need for it as it is for we who believe and are not worthy of it. But know that this is not your ability to do for yourself, but hunger, your hunger, that qualifies you to be fed. So behold who you are. And as the blessings Jesus pronounced on the mount so long ago, know that it is here you become what you receive. Dear friends, we need to hunger and thirst for righteousness because our world actively works against it, overrides it, sidelines it, monetizes it, limits it, and assumes that it's overrated and overstated. We have to hunger and thirst for righteousness because even our churches sweep too much under the proverbial rug. Not just individual congregations, but our synods, our presbyteries, general assemblies, because even our internal systems in the church have been put in place, presumably to pursue righteousness, but seek to save only themselves instead of trusting in God's salvation. The gospel itself is a word of protest. In this time and in this place, we cannot forget this. Jesus was a person who stood up and said, no. If you need additional words to understand what this all means, try reading Psalm 15. The Beatitudes are not just blessings, but a call to action. The Beatitudes are a call to action to be the church, a call to make action and make Jesus present in a visible and manifest way. Martin Luther King Jr., writes, there was a time when the early church was very powerful, when the Christians rejoiced at being deemed worthy to suffer for what they believed. The church was not merely a thermometer that recorded the ideas and principles of popular opinion. It was a thermostat that transformed our society. He goes on, if today's church does not recapture the sacrificial spirit of the early church, it will lose its authenticity forfeit the royalty of millions and be dismissed as irrelevant as a social club with no meaning. The Beatitudes are a call to action for the sake of creating the world as God imagines. And these days we need that reminder when our imaginations might be limited, when our hope for the future might be dimmed when we think what we do and say and what we believe does not matter. It matters. It really, really matters. Blessed be you, brothers and sisters. Blessed be you. Actually, the prophet Micah was the first one to sum it all up. What does God require of you? To do justice, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. Thanks be to God. Amen.